Uhuru. Uhuru, and welcome to this live episode of Reparations in Action. My name is Jamie Simpson, and I am the host of Reparations in Action. Reparations in Action, also known as White Lies Shattered, is a program of white solidarity with black power. And uh, as I said, my name is Jamie Simpson. We are coming to you live today. And uh, this is a live webinar that is part of the July member drive for Black Power 96.3. And we encourage you to like this stream and share it widely, whether you're tuning in on uh, Facebook or YouTube, or you can let people know to listen to it on Black Power 96.3 WBPU LP St. Petersburg. So as we come to you today live on YouTube and uh, simultaneously broadcasting live on Black Power 96.3, uh, part of, of the July um, member drive, we're, we're doing so in, in a, a context, Black Power 96 is making a very important struggle to win $100,000 in grant funding that is be being denied to the station and being denied to the African People's Education and Defense Fund. Uh, the denial of this funding is an unconstitutional attack on the Black community's right to freedom of speech. The station has hired a lawyer to help win back these resources that the station qualifies for and, and deserves and needs. These are resources that are urgently, urgently needed at this Black community radio station, uh, really the only radio station in this area and, and indeed in, in the country and the world that explicitly serves the African working class. And this show that you're tuning into right now, Reparations in Action, is a show of white solidarity with Black power, white people in solidarity with reparations. We believe that reparations is the key question of our times. And I want to welcome onto the show, first of all, uh, a regular guest on Reparations in Action and the chairwoman of the African People's Solidarity Committee, Penny Hess, as well as our other co-host for today, uh, a wonderful member of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement and a part of the Reparations in Action team, and that's Comrade Brendan Uhuru, and welcome to Reparations Uhuru. in Action, Penny and Uhuru. Brendan. Uhuru, Jamie, I'm so excited to be here today. Very, very wonderful to be able to be on Black Power 96. Um, point three fm there in st petersburg florida but all over broadcasting all over the world through its app and really want to salute comrade brendan who's with me here in st louis i appreciate your summation on what it is uh, that we're facing and how this very brutal colonial state wants to shut down the voice of the african working class and a voice that's calling for power in the hands of the African working class in St. Pete and all around the world. And I, I just really wanna welcome everybody who's here today. I wanna to be really call on everyone to go to, to um, blackpower96.org slash donate and donate. We need, we need to bring in our little thousand dollars today and we're gonna be calling on people to go ahead and put these resources in um, to, to be able to 
know that Black Power 96 is going to be strong. It's going to be the voice of the African working class heard around the world. And before we start um, and bring on our very powerful next guest, I do want to salute Chairman Amalia Shatella, who is the leader of the African People's Socialist Party and the Uhuru Movement, and know that he will be on a little bit later in the show. So that is very, very exciting. And also wanted to salute Director Akile Anayi, who is the uh, coordinator of the party's info ad and agitprop department that includes this incredible radio station. I wanna say that, you know, just say to say briefly, I wanna also salute the memory of Matulu Shakur, an African political prisoner in the United States who, who passed away today. Um, he was a founder of the Lincoln Detox Center in Harlem in the 1960s and 70s, which was a center using acupuncture, which he was an acupuncturist, um, successfully for the African community facing, facing forced addiction due, due to the head, deadly heroin that the US government brought into the US from its colonial wars in Vietnam and Southeast Asia as part of the counterinsurgency being waged against the African liberation movement itself inside this country. And Matulu was a political prisoner inside this, this brutal colonial prisons for more than 36 years. He was just re released last December because he was very ill and they let him out only because of that and, and due to the, um, the large number of demands for his freedom. So again, I wanna call on everybody today to, to donate to blackpower96.org slash donate. I'm gonna turn it over to Comrade Brendan. Uhuru Chairwoman Penny, thank you very much for that. Um, so yeah, with that, we are ready to get started. Uh, I'm very honored to bring on uh, one of our, our first special guests, uh, the station manager of Black Power 96.3 FM in St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, Uhuru, Mr. Eddie. Uhuru, Mr. Eddie, so wonderful to have you on. Uh, thank you so much. It's very, I'm very happy. To be here, Revelations in Action, White Lives Shattered. Thank you so much for having me. Uhuru. So, so just to get us started, can you tell us about yourself and uh, and how you got involved with Black Power 96? Well, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I uh, uh, in Petersburg, Florida, uh, and I was downtown for like 35 years as, as a street musician. The station that was broadcasting just had came to life here in St. Petersburg, Florida, something I could do because I had always been praying to God, uh, what am I outside in the cold, in the rain? So I heard of this station and I came to pull out an application, fill out an application. They said, this is the criteria. And I filled the application out and, and they were like, you're 100% blind. But if you give me opportunity, I believe I can do it. I really do. And and so they did give me opportunity and I'm so glad it was meant for me when I came here. When it said black power, it just was all over me. As station manager, Elijah, could you give that phone to system manager to manager for me? It was 
uh, you know, God answered a lot of prayer for, for me in my life. And this prayer is definitely one that I, I asked for and did not know anything. And I remember him or that my mother used to listen to him on the radio. So, you know, that it's just a long journey and I, but I appreciate so far where I am. Uhuru. Yeah. Uhuru station manager, Eddie, just want to say it's, it's really an honor to have you on reparations in action today. We really appreciate your leadership at the station, at this you know, station that is not just uh, explaining the world, but changing it. Can you talk to us a little bit about what your about your role as station manager at Black Power ninety six? Okay, uh, Jimmy, I'm sorry, I got cut out. I heard a little. Could you repeat that for me, please? Yeah, I was just asking if, if you could uh, describe to us what you, you know what your role of station manager at Black Power ninety six. What, what what does that look like on a day to day basis? Sure. Well, it's it's constantly busy here at 96.3 FM. Uh, uh, I say it all the time, I'm the hardest working man in radio because I work uh, really, really hard. Uh, even on, I have the Saturday off, but even on Saturdays, I try to get out in the public and, and tell the people about this radio station. It's a, a wonderful station. It's a community radio station that is broadcasting live out of St. Pete, but we're heard across we're heard across everywhere, all over the nation. We're heard across everywhere. And, and people can download the app. It's absolutely free at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And, uh, and the work is, is, is relentless, as the chairman would say, relentless work. Because even on my day off, when I'm out and about uh, and I get do a broadcast, a live broadcast throughout the city at the various stores or places that we can set and broadcast, I say it to the people, people in the public, when it comes to getting the people free get never a day off of me and i don't want it to be a day off of me if i can help my people get free out of this colonial system out of this uh so-called freedom that they have here in the united states is not freedom for black people and jamie and penny and brandon you guys know that because you're under the leadership of the african people and you know what's right because you are on the right side of, of uh, liberation. You are on the right side of democracy. What you know, the United States say, forget their own democracy. We see that all the time. So this job is not about just playing music for me. It's about getting the message out of the Chairman O'Malley Yasatella, leader of the African nation, leader of the international movement, Yuru movement. Yuru means freedom. And we're fighting for freedom. And that's the way we do at this radio station. We're in the middle of raising funds. Jamie, you guys are raising funds today. And we I want the people to raise funds. I want them to go where necessary to go to donate. Because it's, we cannot do this without the people. It's the people's station. It's not my station. It's not uh, your station. It's, it belongs to the people. And that mm. makes my job hard. That makes my job hard. Because I'm trying to get to the people, Jamie. You're Uhuru, uhuru. That's that's absolutely right, 100%. And you talk about being on the on the right side of this fight. I know the the station has recently come under some attacks, and uh, that's that's why we're doing this today. We're trying to raise money to to fight back against this. Can you can you go into some detail about these attacks the uh, the station has come under? Uh, yes, the station has come under attack. We st it started an attack in July. Of, of last year, and it was a test run when uh, Brother 
got uh, a, a man got in the car and came up and started burning the flag here at the Uru House that's located here in St. Petersburg, Florida. The red, black, and green flag, our freedom flag, and just with a military flame, they would just start burning the flag. And I got a call immediately, Jamie Penny. I got a call immediately, Eddie, I'm sitting in a, a van and somebody trying to burn y'all a flag. And I said, what? And he, he said, yeah. So immediately, I'm only living two, three minutes away from the station. I used to live about two, three miles out. But I was so, so de dedicated to the station that I moved closer, as close as I could, two minutes away, and I was here in four minutes. And I went on the air. I had to call the chairman, and I called the leadership here. I couldn't reach anybody at that certain time. So I just went on the air and started broadcasting. You know, we're coming under attack because I want the people to know, because the people have the right to know what's going on in this movement, what's going on with this radio station, so they can come out and fight like they did in 1996, the Battle of St. Pete. Mm -hmm. They came out and protected what's ours. That's yeah. what we have to do. We have to protect it, not only raise bonds, but protect it. And so I got a call in, uh, I believe, July and saying, hello, this is the FBI. Are you in the station, Mr. Maltzby? I said, who is this? He says, uh, this is Andrew from the FBI. Are you in the station? I said, no, but I'm on my way. What's the problem? He said, well, we have a warrant to uh, come into the station, come into the Uhuru house. I said, well, I'll be there in a couple of minutes, but let me call my leadership. And I did. I called Shimbarango Walla, and I called him. He said, no, Eddie, don't go. I was on my way because I, I fear not the FBI, I fear not any entity that's going to put bring uh, force against this station. I'll be right here waiting because that's the, the, the to do what I can do to liberate my people. And, and again, the uh, FBI called me and before I could get off the phone with Shimbaranga, they were busting in because they knew I was getting ready to call maybe reinforcements. And uh, that's one of the questions the uh, FBI agent asked me, Who, how many people are you planning to call? And I said, I'm calling my leadership. He hung up. And before I could know, two, a minute, two minutes later, uh, Janice Kent was calling me saying, Mr. Eddie, are you having trouble with your code? I said, no, Janice, we're under attack at the Uhuru House in, in St. Petersburg, Florida. And at the same time, they were under attack, the chairman in St. Louis and Director Keeley at Naya. Shameful, but true. Wow. Wow. Thank you, uh, DJ Eddie, for sharing, yes. you know, your, your, your firsthand experience. I, I remember well both those days. You know, I'm, I'm also based here in St. Petersburg, as, as you know. And, of course, uh, Chairwoman Penny and Comrade Brendan, yes. you were both there in St. Louis, where things were also unfolding. Um, and these attacks have continued. Right. It, it, it doesn't always come in the form of the, the federal government, although that has been a big part of it. It sometimes comes in the form of the Pinellas County Commission denying a, a grant to the station yes. and trying to claim that somehow the grant to the station is for things, not people, which is just ridiculous. I, and you have been tremendous in representing this station and what it does for the African community here in St. Petersburg and around the world. I'm wondering if you could share your thoughts on that, on what yes. on ways in which Black Power 96 serves the African community. Well, several several ways, Jamie, but I want to go back to something you said uh, just a few minutes, seconds ago about the, uh, the FBI. 
uh, having a, an attack in the Pinellas County, they all work hand in hand, Jimmy. Let's yeah. make no mistake about that. Mm -hmm. This is uh, when the FBI comes from you, it, it's a trickle down effect from Pinellas County to the St. Pete Police Department to every arm of the branches in this United States fight. They're going to use everything they possibly can, even uh, trying to take our banking accounts away, holding us, uh, whatever, whatever entity they can use, they're going to use and make no doubt about it. When the government comes, they come all the way from the top to the bottom. So even your friends and next door neighbors could be infiltrated with one of the persons that wants to take you out and hurt you. I get a knock on the door, bang, bang, bang. I'm not sure if it's somebody coming to say, hey, hi, give, or somebody say, hey, hi, come to take you out. But I'm not afraid of that, Jim. If, we, if we're going to be afraid of what this government is going to do for us, we're in the wrong field. You're in the wrong fight. You're in the wrong fight. I, I want to continue to fight, be like Amalia Satella, continuously not want to get to the Pinellas County Commission. I, as manager, I sat in some of those Zoom conferences, hours, sitting in front. The first thing, the first day of trying to get this grant, and let's, let's remind the people, it was a, it was a grant from the uh, COVID-19 relief fund. So if you had been impacted by COVID relief, by COVID-19 as a form of losing revenue or income resources for your business, then you are entitled for this fund, for this grant. And we were, had a stellar, I mean a stellar, rated out of 55 applicants, we rated number four. You can say that's stellar number in the top four saying yes, approval. And on November 14th of last year, we were approved. I prayed, I was happy. I was, thank God that my people can keep a radio station and we can expand the station, raise the antenna possibly, do all that we can so that black people everywhere in this country, not only through the app, but through the FM dial, because on the FM dial, we cover 150,000 households, but it would be nice to cover 600,000 households or 1 million. This is the power. And the, so when they denied the grant in February, and let's say the day they did it was on February 14th. That reminds me of another efficient day. And I don't want to get into that because I'll get a little lost from what I'm saying. But uh, 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 the holiday of where you should be showing people love they had no love for black people or African people. On that day, February 14th, they had a closed session and said, we're not going to give the check out to black power because it's not needed. We don't need a black community radio station, just as the governor is now saying we don't need black history in our schools for our people. Black young people need to know where they come from. That way they can know where they're going. And so we have to continue to fight and continue to push this station and with any means necessary, whatever that means. I can kill the revolution. You can kill the revolutionary, but you can't kill the revolution. So I'm willing to die for my people. And if you're not willing to die for your people, you're in the wrong fight. Uhuru, Mr. Eddie. So I just, just we have about two minutes. I, I just wanna hear what has what the community response been for, from these like outrageous attacks? We have had uh, a bunch of people coming through. Uh, we, we put out a petition here at Black Power and we had over 700 signatures, over about a hundred or so online from people across the country. But right here in this community, about 460 some uh, signatures being signed to say 
that what Pinellas County did was wrong. We stand with you. We stand in solidarity. And again, we want to keep this station on the air. Jamie, we're in the middle of raising funds right now here at Black Power. You know that, and that's what this is all about. People have been steady, knocking on the door, banging on the door, coming by. DJ Eddie, we love you. Uh, I broadcast Saturday out at a local uh, market here in St. Petersburg, and a young lady came up and gave me a hug, gave me a kiss, and brought a balloon and said, this balloon says, I know you can't see, but it says, I love J. Eddie, continue to fight. That's the kind of response we are getting. Wow. Good. Wow. Uhuru. Well, that, and that means an awful lot, Jamie. That means an awful lot to me. I'm passionate about this station and where it's going and where it's headed. Uh, I donate myself $50 a month. And uh, I'll be honest with the people because people need honesty. And mm -hmm. when I first did it, you know, I had a rep. I said, well, $50, Eddie, you on Social Security. Can you afford $50 a month? And I knew in, a, in my heart I, I probably could. But it's all a struggle for Black people. They don't make it easy for us. Gentrification, all the things they do. So, But the first month went by. Second month went by. When the third month came, I didn't even miss it. I was like so grateful that I can do this, and, you know. And Jamie, I don't want to take up the time. I know you said two minutes, but it, it, that go to show you sometimes you just have to walk on faith and do things and know that is right. Uhuru. Wow. Thank you. Thank so you so inspiring, much. So inspiring, uh, station manager Eddie Malsby. That was powerful. Really appreciate. Thank your... you. I appreciate you having me, and thank you so much. And and uh, we, we want to continue to raise funds for the station. If anybody listening now, you can do like I always say. Please come by. Reparations in action. It's their show. They're raising funds. Knock knock on the door. Bang bang. Knock knock. Give your support to Black Power. You heard yeah. yeah. When we 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 just we just want to echo what what you're saying. Uh, Station Manager Eddie, and and really call on all those who are listening. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we encourage you now to to help us reach and exceed this thousand dollar goal that we have today for Black Power ninety six. You can go to blackpower ninety six dot org slash donate. This is part of a very important struggle to win back the hundred thousand dollars in grant funding that has been denied to this station and the African People's Education and Defense Fund. This is an unconstitutional attack on the black community's right of freedom of speech. And uh, so, so we really call on you to help keep Black Power 96 radio on the air. Go to blackpower96.org slash donate. Contribute to the black community having its own radio station. And I, I wanna pause just to acknowledge that I see we have a very, exciting guest who has just joined us. So I want to turn it over to you now, uh, Chairwoman Penny Hess. Uhura, thank you, Jamie. Um, I just really want to thank some people really quick who have donated today, um, including Comrade Jesse, Jesse Neville. Uh, I was able to donate $100 today because I want to see this, I want to see this Black Power 96 win and be what it what it needs to be, and you know, and be able to have the resources available. And I stand for reparations to the African community. Uh, Comrade Lisa is donating hundred dollars. Brendan, who's here, is donating hundred and twenty dollars. Mary Ellen from Saint Petersburg, twenty five dollars, and John from Redding, California, forty dollars. Really want to thank all of you. And uh, let's go ahead. We only have 
$565 to go to meet our goals. So Uhuru, I believe Chairman Amalia Shatella is on. Is Uhuru. That Uhuru Chairman, <laughs> I, hear your, I hear your voice. Thank you so much for, for coming on. Uh, we are very, very honored to have you here with us, Chairman of the African People's Socialist Party and our leadership of the uh, African People's Solidarity Committee, the white people under the leadership of the African Revolution, working in the white communities to win reparations, the return of the stolen resources to African people. Chairman, we just had a, just a magnificent interview and discussion, brief discussion with station manager, Eddie Maltzby. Wow, he was on fire and that was very, very inspiring. And it's very, very fantastic. We're very honored to have you. So, Chairman. Well, first of all, let me yes, say a comment. I'm really uh, sorry that I I seem to have got the time wrong because I would have been here for 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 Eddie's uh, interview. Otherwise, I mean, you know, Eddie's is one of our heroes. We we oh, love absolutely. him. I mean, yeah, he does it. So, go ahead, comment. Yes. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. I wanted to ask you, Chairman, so last, almost a year ago now, on July 29, 2022, the FBI colonial state attacks on the Uhuru movement included an army of agents, of, of just agents of the colonial state descending on the Uhuru house at 1245 18th Avenue South, breaking down doors, um, stealing, you know, going through everything, stealing archives and files, and they took Black Power 96.3 FM off the air, which I think is very telling and something that also station manager Eddie mentioned. But can you just comment on that as silencing the voice of the African working class? Thank you, Comrade Penny. I want to say uh, two things in relationship to that. Obviously, uh, this was an attack on the leadership of the struggle of Black people in this country and much of the world uh, for uh, uh, to provide uh, our capacity, uh, the uh, leadership guidance and what have you to the struggle of our people to be free. Uh, so this is uh, an attack that was made on specifically uh, on, on advanced attacks from the vanguard of that movement. So trying to uh, help African people win liberation and trying to uh, exposed to the world uh, the conditions that we are faced with and allowing everybody who who can, who wants to, who needs to uh, change uh, this world an opportunity to do so, to be heard, to support uh, the, the genuine, legitimate struggle of Black people uh, for freedom, for Black power. So uh, obviously it was directed in that fashion, but I would also um, uh, say that in general, uh, the right of Black people to uh, express uh, our opinions, to uh, share and enjoy our culture. Uh, in general, this is something that is not appreciated, not approved of by the government, which is why there's only been just a handful of Black radio stations uh, anywhere. And those Black radio stations, of course, uh, ended up having to rely on money coming from white corporate corporations and what have you. So that meant that they had to be careful what they said of what they allowed to be said uh, uh, on those airwaves. Uh, so there's always been this attack, this restriction uh, on the rights of Black people and, uh, to speak 
this whole notion of Black people being able to speak uh, without permission uh, of the colonizers, without permission of the white man. I mean, uh, when we think about uh, the murder of Emmett Till, uh, what, 54, 1955, when he was at 14 years old, uh, it was they based on the claim that he whistled at this white woman, which was an outlandish claim. But even if it were uh, true, uh, so what? Uh, but they murdered him. And, and this uh, significance of that was much bigger than just uh, uh, the, the, the than, than it was, I think, generally understood. It was part of the whole notion of intimidation against free speech, free expression coming from Black people. We don't have the right to to be uh, to freely express our views and and uh, so I wanted to say that and so obviously uh, when they target uh, the leadership of the of the African uh, revolution the struggle of black people to be free to be self-governing people uh, to achieve uh, the future that we envision that black people envision for ourselves uh, obviously uh, this uh, it was strongly political and it was done by a frightened uh, entity I mean the slave owner is scared to death. Uh, the ones who control uh, the rest of the world is afraid because there seems to be a massive jailbreak that's happening around the world. While all around the world, people are trying to be free. And to be free, you have to talk about it. You have to help people uh, come to different kinds of conclusions. And I think that all of us, uh, all of us, but especially African people, have to be suspicious of anybody who would place uh, restrictions on our ability to talk. Uh, and uh, so, so it was a major thing. This attack on on the on the radio station, and uh, uh, but it's a failed uh, attempt uh, because uh, our community has always had to get around uh, restrictions uh, placed on us in terms of our ability to talk. And we've seen them kill so many uh, African leaders that shut us up. And so I'm sure uh, that we're going to easily raise the 1,000. Is that what we're looking for? Uh, yes. Oh, shucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should easily raise that. And, and you know, people should be banging on the door. Got to remember everybody, July 29th, they were banging on the door with battering rams to take us off the air. So come bang on the door and let uh, Brother Eddie know that you're there uh, with some money to uh, help us to uh, get to the simple goal of $1,000. I believe we can do better than that. Uh, do that. And even while I'm talking, you can go uh, to uh, 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 Black, the, how's it go? It's 99, 90, Black 96. Power 96.org, uh, right? Yeah. Black yeah. Power 96. Slash donate. Slash donate. Black Power 96.org slash donate. Uh -huh. and, uh, and and you can come and knock on the door too. Brother Eddie, I almost <laughs> said Brother Eddie be glad to see you, but he like he likes to say, I don't see anything, but I feel everything. So uh, knock on the door and let Brother Eddie feel you. And Eddie feels that I'm dead presidents too. In this instance, I'm talking about the money. Oh, yeah. So I just want to just wanna salute you and uh, thank you for, for coming on and joining us today. Uh, well, our, our interview with uh, uh, Mr. Eddie earlier, we, we definitely got a feel for how important the station is. But can you can you kind of go into detail uh, and just explain why this station is so important and uh, why it matters so much to the community, both in St. Petersburg and abroad? When I was growing up, uh, it's, uh, there used to be uh, one and then two radio stations in the general area. It was very hard to uh, get a radio station. In fact, uh, before uh, this period, I mean, the radio uh, music and what have you that I was familiar with was coming from white people. And so, you know, square dance type music and music and 
they used to call it what it was, hillbilly music. Uh, today they call it something like country and uh, et cetera. But uh, 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 so just to have access to, to black music was a very difficult thing. And uh, this is a, a, a something that's bigger uh, than, than the African People's Socialist Party or the, it's bigger than uh, uh, the Uhuru movement. It's bigger uh, uh, than uh, APEDF. Uh, uh, it is a, a, a major thing in terms of uh, conferring or contributing to a sense of self-worth and dignity in the African community. People uh, know their existence, uh, they know that they exist and are valuable because that existence and value is reflected uh, back uh, to them and real things that happen in the world. They open the newspaper, they see their picture. I think there's a Burning Spear newspaper that helps to tell your story. You listen to music and you hear uh, your life right there, you see it expressed. You have uh, children uh, who have now the ability to uh, anticipate not only being uh, DJs and, and entertainers and what have you, but actually how uh, uh, to manage and run radio stations and do things that go out and get the kinds of resources as a part of that process. It's just an extraordinarily uh, in institution that contributes to a community being able to uh, experience its own value and to uh, uh, to experience his own agency speaks for itself. That's a critical kind of thing for a colonized population. Uh, chairman, and you know, just I know that there's ongoing attacks that this movement and you know the station are facing as part of the overall a colonial state attack against you and against the African People's Socialist Party and the movement, and just wanted to see if you could just comment on that. On the, on the which? On the ongoing attacks against the station. Well, yeah, people, uh, especially in St. Petersburg, but of course I know we have an app that people can listen to us all around the world, but in St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, people know that history. And uh, I, have, uh, I have been arrested, I don't know how many times, uh, all instances, surrounding questions of freedom of speech, freedom of expression, uh, because we're not supposed to be able to uh, have free speech. We're not supposed to be able to articulate our own interests and our own aims. And uh, so I've gone to jail uh, so many times. Uh, they've created laws in St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, that prohibits uh, uh, speech because of what we were articulating in opposition to the police or in opposition to how the government has treated our people and uh, I remember the, the, the newspaper that characterized itself as notoriously liberal uh, uh, up to date, but they had one little page, they called it the Negro page or something like that, that they didn't put in all uh, issues of that newspaper. The, when it came to the African communities, one page they had allocated for black, what they call black news and things like that. Uh, this is just a reality that we've been confronted with. And and in uh, uh, every instance of I've had uh, some kind of confrontation with the government has, has been around the right to speak, mm -hmm. what we say, uh, the ability to, to articulate our own aims and, ask, and also the ability to play music, to a uh, cultural expression, because at the point where we were able to control our own uh, um, uh, radio stations and things like that. Uh, uh, at least uh, we had some influence on what uh, artists would say and could say. And the artists had some ability uh, to speak to this audience. It was what they characterized as a segregated kind of audience. So 
a lot of African um, culture got expressed in these circumstances without the kind of stringent oversight of what we're seeing. But as the crisis deepened, as Black people start talking more and more about freedom and saying things that white power would not appreciate, then uh, we saw restrictions being placed uh, on that. So you can't say just anything that you want to say. So that the majority of the music now in this so-called desegregated world, uh, all of our music, the majority of people listen to our music are white people. The majority of people listen to hip hop are white people. The majority of all of these people now begin to help and shape and define what looks like our culture, but it's culture that's been made now uh, expressed in a fashion that does not uh, uh, upset or, or disappoint white people or anything like that. And even if you listen to the often criticized hip hop lyrics and things like that, uh, that speak so badly of, often of African women and speak so badly about how we should exist in our own lives. Uh, it's white people who are the majority of the listeners who buy that stuff. And then uh, this, then now the artist uh, has to speak to the, what the corporations have uh, determined uh, of what the, the people want to hear. And the people want to hear with that majority in the population. So people condemn African rappers all the time about this. But there's playing for a white audience. It's the white audience and the corporations that said, this is what the audience wants to hear. This is what the fans want to hear. So uh, artists learn to mimic and to act out in a fashion that would get them sales, that would get them on the charts and things like that. And you are not going to hear uh, much hip hop or anything else that's talking about making the struggle to liberate our people. So you can hear all this negativism that's uh, attributed to Black people. So we, we want control. We want to have the ability to express ourselves. And every instance, when we break out of the boundaries imposed on us in terms of what we can say, when we can say it, how we can say it, in every instance we do that, uh, uh, we run into uh, this problem with the colonial powers uh, in this country. Uh, and that's true uh, around the world. So we have to fight for it. And that's why it's so important they tried to take our radio station off the air. And we got a listener base that can make it easy for us to get this uh, this money that we need. Uh, our goal is a, a low goal. I don't know why I think we, we make the goal so low that people uh, feel like it must not be important. But uh, the fact is the only thing that we, the, we're trying to get a thousand dollars here. And, and uh, so that's a goal and, uh, 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 Black Power 96.org uh, uh, slash donate and uh, send some money right away. Uhuru Chairman, don't go away. We're going to come back with you. This is this is very, very powerful talking to you. Uh, thank you so much for being on. And we'll be right back with Chairman Omalay Chatel in a few minutes. But we just, that was a, a powerful appeal. And and just you know, just very moving about the the whole question of the right of African people to express freedom of speech, the attack on you personally, the attack on the movement, and and the attack on on July 29th of seven um, properties and homes, including your home in St. Louis and in St. Petersburg. Uh, by the FBI, this this brutal attack that took place, and it's around the question of the right of African people to express their your aspirations for complete and total liberation of Africa and unification of Africa and African people everywhere, which is absolutely human right. That is a, a profound um, 
just, you know, it, it's inevitable that this is going to come back out in history, that this is going to come about. So this is what we're talking about today. And we want to thank uh, some, some more people who have donated, including Sandy out in Everett, Washington, Uhuru, Jamie, who's on with us today, who is renewing his sustaining membership. Comrade Ember in Oakland, $10, and Comrade Ann in Waterloo, Illinois. And I did mention John, but yes, thank you again, mm -hmm. John in Redding, California. And so very exciting. Go yeah, ahead. and I just wanted to remind everyone, uh, if you if you agree, if you align with with everything, um, you know, Mr. Eddie's been saying, if everything the chairman's been saying and Chairwoman Penny, uh, you can go to blackpower96.org slash donate. Again, that is blackpower96.org slash donate. Um, if you would if you would rather use Cash App, you can go you can send it to dollar sign blackpower96. And uh, if, if you don't have access to the internet, you can mail a check to Black Power 96, 1245 18th Avenue South, St. Petersburg, Florida, 33705. Great. So, uh -huh. Great. Thank you for putting that out. And just to say that so far we have raised $570. We have $430 to yes. go. We can do this. This is, as the chairman has said, very, very low amount to raise and we want to call on everybody who's out there listening to put in everything possible we only need 430 dollars to go to meet our goal of a thousand dollars today so chairman Amalisha Tella thank you again so much for being on with us today and just to reiterate that we are members of the African People's Solidarity Committee, myself and Jamie and Brendan, and the Uhuru Solidarity Movement, two organizations of white people who are organized under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party with the strategic mandate to go into the white community to win other white people just like ourselves and to organize for reparations to African people. Chairman, talking about the question of reparations, we know that you and the African People's Socialist Party are the forces that, that made reparations the household word that indeed it is today. And very shortly, a new book is coming out called The Verdict is in Reparations Now. So I just wanted you to talk about the significance of the reparations demand, the party's historic role in that and the significance of this new book coming out. Thank you, uh, 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 Comrade Penny. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, we first uh, published uh, Reparations Now, which is a rather abbreviated uh, report and uh, uh, abbreviated uh, testimony that came from the World Tribunal on Reparations for Black people uh, in the United States uh, for the uh, tribunal, first international tribunal on reparation of Black people in the United States. And that was in 1982. And uh, uh, it was an extraordinarily powerful uh, event uh, because up to that point, uh, there had been no mass movement, uh, organized movement for reparations. Uh, there have been clusters of African people who were doing specific things 
some uh, with diff coming from different ideological uh, perspectives. The one thing that was uh, unifying was the demand for reparations, a, a general recognition uh, by most people who were active in our community, uh, certainly people who were active in that part of the uh, of our movement that we've characterized as one for self-determination or against colonialism or self-government. The reparations has always been something that, that we've recognized was necessary. And that distinguished uh, this kind of movement uh, uh, from uh, movements that uh, did not believe in self-government and never created even an economic institution that would contribute uh, to uh, the ability of our people to feed, clothe, and house ourselves. So uh, it became clear to us that if reparations were to occur, it was going to have to be a consequence of the people being brought into the equation, that the people are the fundamental thing that has to, uh, that have to be involved. And uh, that was one. Two, up to the time we got involved uh, with the question of reparations, uh, reparations was something they said that was simply owed us for slavery. And because we were enslaved for a number of years, therefore, we need to get paid for slavery. And our position on that is, of course, that reparations are owed not just for slavery, but, uh, but more money and resources have been ripped off from us subsequent to slavery than even before. I mean, if you just go for slavery, then who pays for all of the loot that was taken as a consequence of B.B. King and Ray Charles and Little Richard and all these other people brought all this culture that stuff has made billions and billions of dollars uh, for uh, for corp white corporations and white people, et cetera, where some of the most extraordinary uh, cultural workers of our communities have, have died in starvation, have uh, lived under this horrible circumstance. So the reparations question for us uh, was bigger uh, than something simply owed us for slavery. Uh, it's owed us for for for. Uh, Tyrone Lewis in St. Petersburg, Florida, and Mike Brown uh, uh, in St. Louis, uh, Missouri, and all of the offenses that's committed against our people, the early deaths that we experience. Uh, here we have African people, uh, some of the greatest athletes in the whole world, and if you don't believe it, just watch an Olympics uh, uh, trial, uh, uh, Olympics, and you will see that. Uh, uh, but uh, having a lifespan in the United States, something like uh, six to seven years shorter than white people. Uh, so that's stolen life. How do you how do how do you quantify that uh, in terms of what is owed uh, to black people? So reparations are fundamentally important question. And the other thing that made reparations so important is because uh, it was during a time when uh, uh, the whole white population had united around uh, various politicians and economists who were blaming black people for the state of the economy, seeing somehow the American economy was doing bad or white people were doing bad uh, because they had to pay welfare to black people. And, and it had a whole movement on the defensive people uh, who were professors writing books and things like that, uh, uh, that were designed to show how our community was, was what uh, they call as uh, actually uh, uh, some kind of uh, com an ill community, a sick, a pathological uh, kind of community and people wrote books and made money off that talking about how uh, how we were the drag on the economy we this the white people and the government had to pay reparate had to pay welfare to black people and the reparations demand arms this community takes it away from this demoralizing situation of being defined as a drag on the economy and proves that there would be no economy except for what African people pro provide have created in this country on Indian people's land. And, and second, it's not we who live 
off the welfare of white people and the government, but white people and the government have lived off the welfare of African people. This uh, takes, removes the black people from this very demoralized uh, uh, kind of a situation that allows us to take the offensive in the struggle for our freedom. And uh, so that's one of the reasons so important and uh, that we organize masses of people to come into this reparation question. And when we say the people, obviously we talk about African people, the people. So we're saying that's not the government, it's, it's, uh, and which is not to say the government does not owe us, it does. Uh, uh, not the corporate co corporations owe us, and, and they do, and they have to pay back. But the people become involved in, in, in this, this incredibly important question, and white people have an opportunity to make a self-criticism and to reunite uh, with the rest of humanity with the reparations payment that comes as well. So I, I think it's really important uh, work that we've done around this question of reparations and the book, get the book, uh, because the newly released book has more, as I mentioned, more testimony, uh, 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 longer testimony in some instances, uh, uh, new uh, forwards and, and introductions and things like this from uh, some of the really critical uh, forces uh, that participated at that time and some people who did not. So get that book. It's a really important historic book it's, uh, that's coming out now. And that tribunal happened in 1982. Yeah. And so uh, it's you know, tw 2023 now uh, that this book comes out uh, and it's historic. So get it, get that book and be the first to get it. And also you should donate right now. Get the book, get the book, but donate right now. Go to blackpower96.org slash donate. And let's overwhelm them. Let's send so much money that they can't keep up with it. Uhuru. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uhuru, Chairman. And uh, I, I do want to say we, we did get another $100 donation. Um, so, so we're that much closer to our goal. From APSC. From APSC, absolutely. And then... Uh, and then we've got about two minutes left. Uh, I just wanted to ask, um, so, so why the struggle for African people is one for power? I feel like a lot of people kind of misunderstand what this struggle is all about. Thank you very much. And, and people should know that if you donate $200, uh, that you get this book uh, oh, yeah. that we're talking about right now. Uh, but uh, 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 this uh, question of, uh, of uh, self-government, self-reliance, anti-colonialism is a critical question. Uh, because uh, this was something that we've known for a very long time. I mean, there have been, always been two tendencies in the, in the struggle for Black people in this country since we've been here. One tendency was try to find a, a good way to get along, uh, to make it more comfortable, to get the, uh, the rulers to be kinder to us and things like that, to like us more. And the other was uh, that the, the struggle has to be to get our own freedom. And we get our freedom whether anybody likes us or not, that we have to like ourselves enough to fight and take our freedom. We have to be in control of our own lives, that any, any people with any sense of dignity uh, has that responsibility. And so that's what we're fighting for. That's what we've always been about. That's the thing that makes what we do so problematic, not only to sometimes the government who will want to kill us and lock us up as they have done in the past, uh, but also to white liberals and white people sometimes who are made uncomfortable uh, because they never heard Black people uh, speaking for ourselves before, uh, because there's always been a gun to our head that says what you can't say and what you can't say, or they'll take you off the airwaves like they did on July 29th, uh, right there in St. Petersburg, Florida. So the question of, uh, 
of self-government, self-reliance, anti-colonialism is a critical question. That's what we stand for. That's what we're fighting for. Black people, like all other people, uh, uh, crave more than anything to be a self-reliant people, a self-governing people in charge of our own affairs, as opposed to having the white man stand over us or any other oppressor standing over us and uh, uh, determining uh, what our future is going to be, whether it's a good slave master, if there's such a thing, or, or bad slave master. The thing is that we want to end slavery and, and have our people have control of our own lives. Uhuru. Thank Uhuru, you. Uhuru, Chairman. Uhuru. Thank you so much, Chairman Amalia Shatella, uh, leader and founder of the Uhuru Movement. It has been such an honor to have you on this live episode of Reparations in Action. Uh, we, we are at 3.56, so we're going to be closing out in just about four minutes I want to remind everyone to continue to go to blackpower96.org slash donate. Uh, you can also use Cash App. You can send to dollar sign Black Power 96, capital B, capital P. That's dollar sign Black Power 96. Or you can make a checkout to Black Power 96 and you can mail it to 1245 18th Avenue South, St. Petersburg, Florida. 33705, or you can go to that address, 1245 18th Avenue South, St. Petersburg, Florida, and drop off the resources that you want to contribute. And um, I, I want to thank all the people who have contributed so far, including Jesse, Penny, Lisa, Brendan, Mary Ellen, John, Sandy, Ember, Anne, and the African People's Solidarity Committee. And if there's anyone that I'm forgetting, uh, I'm sorry. We appreciate you so much, everyone who has contributed and who's tuned in and will continue to contribute. Um, before I close it out, are there any closing remarks from you, Chairwoman uh, Penny or Chairman Amalia Shatella? We have just about two minutes left. I just want to call on everybody to anybody that hears this after this is over, continue to go to blackpower96.org and donate. Let's make, we have not made our thousand dollars. We can make it. We need you to go there and, and take a stand of reparations to African people, return the stolen resources that belong to, to African people as the chairman so eloquently laid out. And chairman, do you have any any last words? Uhuru, I just want to express uh, the mind uh, joy at your being on this uh, radio station. I think it's incredibly important, not necessarily what you might be saying to white people, but Africans, uh, you, because we're establishing different kinds of standards. Usually white people have so much power that often African people say what they think white people want to hear them say. Uh, to hear uh, the this movement on this uh, radio station, this radio show, uh, gives the African people uh, a recognition that, that we can demand what is rightfully ours and uh, don't have to be you know, hesitant about doing that for fear uh, that white people will be opposed to it. In fact, what we're finding is that we've given uh, so many white people an opportunity to break with their oppressive past and to join with the future, which is our future. So send the money, uh, blackpower96.org slash donate. Please make your generous contributions right now. Uh, we need the money for the station and uh, we need the money uh, for you. You need to give the money also. You you feel so much better afterwards. Thank you so much. Uhuru. 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 We have just a few seconds left. Eddie Maltzby is still on. If you have any last words to jump in to Mr. Eddie. 
I don't know if he's can hear us or is on, but maybe not. All right. Well, if he, if he joins us, uh, please just jump in if, if you're able to, Station Manager Eddie. But in the meantime, I just want to uh, say a profound thank you to Chairman Amalia Shatella. Uh, I want to say thank you to Station Man Manager Eddie Maltzby. Uh, thank you to everyone who contributed and tuned in. Thank you, Chairwoman Penny Hess and Comrade Brendan McCoy. My name's Jamie Simpson. This has been Reparations in Action. Oh, wait, Station Manager Eddie, did you want to say something before we close yeah. out? Jamie, uh, yes, I, I just wanted to appreciate. I don't know. Oh, I oh, think we can, you, I, we can hear you. Try again. Appreciate you, Jamie, and uh, this uh, organization, the Yehudu Movement, the African Party, the African People Education and Defense Fund, the baddest nonprofit around. If you're going to donate to any nonprofit, this should be the nonprofit that you donate to, because this radio is under that umbrella of the African People's Education and Defense Fund, one of the baddest nonprofit around. And, and what better nonprofit than that can uh, support African people? Uh, white people supporting African people. I want to thank the chairman of Malaga Satella for his leadership. People see that white people are standing under the leadership of African people. That is profound and very important that little black girls and black boys can see that white people are supporting us because we do deserve liberation and we're gonna get liberation by any means necessary. So this station is a part of that. And again, if you are somewhere in the vicinity of this station, I ask you all the time, bang, bang, knock, knock on the door. Show your support. Well, there's many ways to support this station. You can go on the web, go to blackpower96.org slash donate. Let me slow that down, Black Power. 96.org slash donate or use our cash app cash your money to our cash app it's dollar sign black power 96 i'm calling out the preachers i'm calling out the deacons i'm calling out the sports world i'm talking about the tampa bay rays the tampa bay lightning the tampa buccaneers send some of the bucks from the buccaneers near to black power 96.3 radio station because we need it jamie we need it right here it's a movement. It's a power. The power don't get scared because you hear black power. Be scared because you are afraid to do the right thing and the right white people be important to your own life and your own democracy. You talk about freedom. Here is freedom in a word called Yahuru. Don't be afraid of it. Give to it. Support it. Black people their entire life to support white people and not because we wanted to we was forced to by gun by any means necessary they did it so look listen and pay attention black people we on the rise and the only way we would be self-governing if to be united with ourselves thank you jamie i love you guys and i appreciate all you do for uh, this movement Yuhuru. Uhuru. Uhuru. Station manager Eddie, uh, much revolutionary love to you, comrade. It's such an honor to be on this program of white solidarity with black power. Uh, you know, black power is anti-oppression power, as Chairman Amalia Shatella has said. So thank you to everyone, to our esteemed guests. This has been the live episode of Reparations in Action on Black Power 96 WBPU LP St. Petersburg. We'll see you next time. Uhuru. 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 Uhuru.